0: Live on YouTube, or no, or
1: or Cat will just hit the button because I don't know what I'm doing. So
2: here we are, Travis (laughs) Mayer welcome. Thank you, thank you.
1: So the last time, yeah, last time we talked to you was right after Rogue. Yep.
2: Yep. Okay,
1: so we haven't really had any insight into your season this year, at least aside what we've seen on your own podcasts and things like that. And I do have a question about the Training Think Tank podcast. So one. I feel like Brennan said that this is your eighth CrossFit Games.
2: Yeah, it is. Just,
1: it is. So, is my,
2: so even when you guys posted that, it's wrong.
1: So, <laughs> the stats, so the stats on the CrossFit Games website have you it's going wrong. in 14. Okay, so what year did you go that we missed?
2: Well, so, 13. So I went 13, 14, uh, okay. 16, 17, 19, 20, 21, 22. And so the reason that of that is – and it's funny that all of this is just now coming to light where this has been – from the beginning of how it's always happened is that I signed up using a different email um, than what I originally started with, right? Like, right. so I had one email, used it, and it was one that like I grew up using. It was like Moto Man. like literally was like what I started like my motocross days and back forever. And so at that point, when I first got in CrossFit, I was still twenty years old, and I was like, okay, we'll just use this to sign up. And then after I started running businesses, I was like, okay, well we'll use a different email. And when I did that, it took away all the stats and things I had from that first year. And I was like, well, that's odd. So I reached out and they were like, yeah, we can't modify that right now. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I never really reached out again. I just kind of ignored it and let it be, mm-hmm. but it's always funny because everybody, I did a podcast with, uh, who was it? Adrian Conway the other day and he was like, yeah, you're seventh. And I was like, no, this is my eighth, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just kind of funny that like something Thanks. such a stupid little thing that it can't, I mean, it can't be hard to go online and, alter that for them but you know I mean, what travis it apparently it is
1: it. you you know yes. we do research on so many athletes and you'd be stunned at how many people if, for that very reason or how about you get married and you change your name and yeah. you lose big chunks of your career um oh, yeah. on that website it's it's that's a shame i figured your people would have gotten it right
2: <laughs> so that's yeah. why i asked yeah um, no no, no that's right i'm glad yeah. i did yeah. yep yeah, um, so this my, is my eighth trip yeah
1: congratulations
2: thank you thank you thank you
1: my my other question about the podcast is the guy behind the computer
2: yeah ctp is that
1: is that like shtick like that you can't see him is that on purpose it reminds me of like home improvement and a neighbor who you only see like the top of his head
2: yeah no i that's a great question i don't know i think (laughs) just the way the room is actually set up like when they do all the filming the table and everything is forward and he's back into like the left. So like he has like three different cameras that are filming. Mm -hmm. All of them have the discussions. And so most of what he says is just picked up on the mic of him just sitting kind of like out of the frame to the side. Cause it's not like a super wide room. It's just really long and narrow. So he's like tucked away in the back behind it, but I don't think you can
1: see him. That camera does show him at times. Uh And literally all you see is,
2: Oh, just over the computer. The very top of his head,
1: and you just see the computer (laughs) in the setup. It's really funny.
0: So I met him at West Coast Classic, and I asked him that question. And he said it didn't start out that way to be intentional. But now it's But because it's gone on so long, he's just kept it as.
2: Yeah. You might as well. You might as well (laughs) keep it at that point. And
1: And then the octopus, like are we ever going to find out what that has that been explained or
2: yeah so max goes in so each year there's like a different animal that he like represents and ties into the organization of some sort of meaning and different like right now it's the year of the snake uh before was the octopus and they all have their own different meaning and reason behind it i know the snake one he came out with and posted the octopus one I don't know if he – I don't remember if he ever did. He might have. (laughs) I don't know. But I think it was just something he was stuck on, and now it's, like, created something of it being yearly. They'll start a different kind of, like, animal and a reason behind that and why they're doing it. But I think it's kind of cool. Yeah,
1: definitely. So today's Thursday. You have the kids today? How you? Is your mom helping out?
2: No, so my wife's a teacher, so summer summer. uh, is kind of nice that it allows me to fully – train as much as I possibly can so we actually just Thursdays are our lake kind of fun free day to a degree so this morning all of us went out to the lake I took the paddle boards prone paddle board stand up paddle board and then the kids just played in the lake while I did swimming intervals and paddle boarding and kind of just relaxed so (laughs) they're playing that's awesome I'm just doing some training but yeah Thursdays and during the week now she's home until okay Pretty much as soon as I leave to go to Madison, she goes back to work.
1: I mean, it kind of works out perfectly with your season. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it works out perfectly. Um, Kind of a bummer that you can't ever take vacations or stuff because my time of like peaking and training four times a day is summer. And like her downtime of when she can kind of relax and we can go do stuff is the summer. So it's kind of a bummer that those things don't happen. But we try to make a priority out of it as much as we can.
1: Yeah, is the lake like right by your house, or do you have a, uh, another yeah. property?
2: No, it's about an hour uh, away.
1: Okay, Probably so you load like, up the car with the with the equipment and head there, and then just come yeah. back.
2: Yep, yeah. yeah. So we left That's at like cool. eight thirty this morning, and then got back around one thirty.
1: And so a one year old and a two year old at the lake. Yeah.
2: Eh. I mean, awesome. I guess technically he's almost three now, and I guess she would be like one and a half. The months and counting now, I'm just like they're six, four, two, one. Like that's they're how six
1: thousand they five hundred and twenty-one <laughs> days yeah. old, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter at <laughs> this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, people start to be like, oh, they're eighteen months, they're nineteen months. I'm like, I really, at this point, I got a six-year-old, I got a four-year-old, I got two-year-old, two. and then yeah. he will be three in August actually, so almost three, and then one and change. <laughs> listen it's hard enough to remember all their names at once <laughs> yeah let alone if i have to start remembering all the dates i think even right. when we did the doctor checkup the doctor was like okay so what's her birthday and i was like hold on a second and then i'm like no nope, yep. that's nope that's not and give then give me a moment yeah two of them are born in september one of them's in august and then one's in february so they're like the September and August ones, I'm always like, okay, were you the 12th? No, you're not the 12th. No, are you the eighth? And just trying to like play it through my head. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I got four of them. So I'm trying to like make sure I give you the right birthday.
1: That's so great. Yeah. One of your son's names is named Boston.
2: Mm, yep. So that's my oldest.
1: Is there significance to that name? Not at all. <laughs> I feel like I might have even asked you this before the last yeah. time we
2: talked. No, but, none uh, of our kids have uh, any significance behind them except our daughters but okay the boys all of those were just different names that we kind of liked that weren't the common names and something we just kind of liked
1: so what's the story with your daughter then
2: uh so my mom's name is Roseanne and then my wife's mom's name is Linda and then put them together and you have Rosalind so then that's oh cool. very nice that uh, she was like the first girl on our side it was something we kind of did for the honor of the parents
1: very cool So your parents are close by. So did you, are you from the area? Are you, did you grow up in Georgia? I
2: grew up in Georgia about probably 15 minutes from here. My parents still live there. And then my wife's family lives probably 15 minutes away as well. So both of our families are here local, which is nice. My brother, he's not here locally. He's in Texas now. Sister, she's in Florida, but parents are all here. So it's kind of nice.
1: Okay. That is nice. Nice to have family close. All right, let's switch gears. Our friend across the pond
0: uh, piped in that he's 402 months old. (laughs)
2: Peter Peter did the math. Oh, good for the – yeah, I don't know all that math. I don't have the (laughs) time to sit there and think of the math.
1: (laughs) So, Travis, um, switching gears, just talking a little bit about CrossFit. Do you guys have people doing last chance qualifier at the gym?
2: Yes, so we have four doing it at the gym. So we have Hamza, then you have Sarah – Jake, Berman, and Connor Duddy all doing it at the gym.
1: Got it. And lots yeah. of lots of chatter around Jake and Sarah, right? For yep. sort yeah, of yeah.
2: thinking think, things like are gonna move. Yeah, the way at least looking at the test, I mean how you execute and go on game day, the intensity, the adrenaline, the excitement, all of that plays a role. But I think the way the format of these tests that kind of lay out, I think it's a pretty good indicator that if they execute i think they should be in one of those one and two spots so i mean but you also never know right like you have sure. the top 30 of the still very fit individuals that like just missed out by a couple points and then some that were still a little closer behind that but like those people are all still very fit and i mean you still have to execute on all the workouts and you can't have a single hiccup if you want to go because they are only taking those top two
1: did you uh, test any of the workouts
2: them uh yeah so i did the row one and then i know noah did the thruster bar muscle up and the handstand one i was gonna do the clean and jerk one but then we switched and alexis did part of that so kind of literally all of us have tested every single workout to give them some indication of like what a good strategy is at least based off of us like what we kind of think and then Mm -hmm. they can watch and then we let them kind of pick their own pace and choose and then today yesterday and today they'll go at it so we'll see
1: so can you tell us a little bit about the row one and how you did or yeah. what what yeah, it was I mean, about because i got you no like to pick these apart. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah so me looking at it i feel like on the rower the rowing is definitely suited more towards me i kind of like rowing um and i knew a pretty comfortable pace that wouldn't redline me too much was going to be around a 140 and just kind of staying there at the whole time per 500 so would put me at a 6:40 at the end, which would give me around a minute 20 for the handstand walk. Um, so as Mm -hmm. soon as I finished Mm -hmm. off of the row, just pretty much hopped right off and then straight into the handstand walk. And then I think it was close to 155 feet at that point. But then when I got done and finished, I pretty much told all of them, I was like, you should go faster on the row just to give yourself more time. Um, because you just don't, the window of eight minutes is too short that if it takes me six and a half minutes, that extra 10 seconds can make up a huge difference. Yeah. Physically, it's going to be harder, but you just have to be okay with just suffering for 90 seconds on your hands, which I didn't feel like had any implications after the row up into the handstand where I think if you can just go for it, then you can definitely reap the benefits of it. But you also have to take that risk and kind of float on the edge of like your threshold of the row. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what people are talking about, right? Like if you send it on the row, are you even going to be able to get upside down and function?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, but it sounds going, like
1: you didn't have a trouble with that. No,
2: I mean, if you're going full send and like going for a max effort 2k, then that could definitely mess you up, I think. But mm-hmm. finding just the line of the threshold where I was pretty comfortable the whole time, just holding that pace, um, that if I was to do it again, I'd probably start at like a 135, and then, probably hang out there and then maybe throttle till 137 back at the very end with the last like I don't know probably 300 from there just to kind of get comfortable and then just as soon as I'm done hop off and go
0: aren't you kind of known for being good on your hands under fatigue though
2: uh I mean I I don't really think there's anything that I'm not not very good at right like (laughs) for this long I've been in the game for long enough that I think if anything comes up there's not something that I'm too concerned about. And I think that's just over the course of the last 10 years, you're training so much that you're trying to get good at literally everything. So I would say, yes, I'm still pretty good on my hands, fatigued, not, not fatigue, whichever <laughs> realm. But yeah, I think it's a. Uh, it didn't concern me, but I think there's definitely people that are stronger in their hands And if they are, they can take the risk on the row and just go for it. And hope it pans out because that extra i think if someone hits from anywhere from like 155 to 160 that those extra five feet are going to play a huge role i think honestly on the leaderboard where if someone hits 145 and then you see someone hit 160 like the separator of that could be like a first and a 15th kind of thing where everybody i think will kind of be close to that row pace where i think if you look at most of the lcq people like not many of them i feel like who matt delugos would probably be the only guy that i think would be probably comfortable rowing much faster than that maybe closer to like a 625 630 um but then most of the other guys i'm not really sure of besides him that i would think are that comfortable on the row we have a tim paulson on this oh yeah, people can come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh, yeah, see, I see, like, I completely forgot about Tim, but yeah, so I mean, Tim, he would be a great person on this, good on his hands, too. Even off, off that Granite Games workout, he did an awesome job on that first one on his hands. So, I mean, it really is just you have to execute on every single one, and you can't have a mistake. And if you do, it's got to be like a top five, like that your mistake is a fifth. Um, but I think other than that, if you're wanting to take a one or two spot, because there's only a few workouts, you just have to execute on each of them. But I think that's also a good thing. It adds to the pressure and makes you perform where within the years I didn't make it when I took six, like that was it. You're just done. So I'm like, at least you guys get another opportunity to earn a spot. So you might as well go fight for it.
0: True. Do you think you have to take risks in this?
2: To a degree. I would say so. Um, I think you just have to execute the way you know how, but when you think there's a chance to do that and if or you need to run through them almost twice and take that chance on the second time through. Um I don't really think the tests are too bad except for the final one, like that burpee wall ball one, I think would be hard to repeat at a high effort where the other ones the you're looking at a pretty short. The rows not too fatiguing. You're not going to get fatigued from 150 feet of handstand walking. The clean and jerks you potentially could because that's still fairly long, but I would assume around 12 minutes or so. Um, but I think that final one definitely would be the one that you would not want to repeat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we're thinking about doing that one at the at the affiliate, like make it a partner workout for this weekend to just oh
2: the wall ball get a one. Feel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks fun. Yeah, it's
2: a cool workout. It looks, looks fun. fun. I, I would like to do that. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to kind of see how everybody goes on that, but cause I think Joe I mean, is the only one that tested that one so far of us. Yeah.
1: I mean, fun is a relative term for CrossFitters too. So oh, when yeah. I say fun, I mean challenging and terrible, yeah. but maybe <laughs> it was <looks> fun. <laughs> All um, at the same time. Without giving anything away. Um, I'm most curious about workout number one and we got a chance to see, um, Hattie Canio on YouTube. Um, She's one of the last chance qualifier athletes do her perform that workout. Um, The thruster seemed easy. You know, I think the bar muscle ups really got her. And I'm just curious, like knowing what kind of athlete Noah is sort Mm -hmm. of how did he balance the two and what did that look like? I
2: mean, yeah, I won't share too much just because I don't know what he's comfortable sharing. And I know that they still have another 40 minutes to finish (laughs) these things out. Uh, But I mean, yeah, you're looking at he's probably one of the best muscle up people in the game of bar and ring like he's pretty solid well-rounded on all of that uh the thrusters didn't seem to be too much of an issue and i don't think for all of these athletes that that would become the issue i think it's definitely that second round going into the workout of the after you've already done an amrap set of bar muscle ups what does the second set of 20 kind of look like and Mm -hmm. i think even watching just everybody do it yesterday hearing noah talk about it it's just a different feeling of fatigue that you're not really thinking is happening, happening early mm-hmm. on, but then it's just catching up to people in that second set. So I think it's just being diligent and forcing yourself on that second round of just being quick with your breaks, smart with how you're going to transition and then whatever time you have left to just really push it on the thrusters.
1: Yeah, because there's been a lot of talk about all those, the workouts in totality really favoring sort of the the power output or the stronger athlete with those weights. But is it just that, you know, the people like us that, that look at that? Do we are we just not strong? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> do you do you think it really those weights are really sort of pushing the limits or? No, think I think really the,
2: I think they're pretty well-rounded. I think it mm-hmm. gives a variety of. Look, you're, you've done the open, you've done the quarterfinals, you've done the semifinals, and now you're at the LCQ. At this point, if you haven't been exposed to something like it's going to be exposed now or at the games. And if you don't qualify out of the top two, then it just is what it is. Like that's just the name of the game. Um, And it just kind of is going to show that you need to work on different skills or whatever it is. But I think overall there's some strength components with some still endurance with the shuttle runs. You still have the people, taller athletes that would be better at the wall ball per se versus the burpee box jump, but there's still you can make up that time on the wall ball if you still stay consistent on the burpee. So I wouldn't really say it's a high power or not. I think every year the way the sport always goes is it's unpredictable and how it is. And it's just being able to show up on each workout and being able to put in a good effort and at the end of the day, have a solid result, but high power, or not, I mean, I think just be good at everything. (laughs) Yeah. And then then you'll put yourself in a better case for next year. I mean, but I think it is a good variety of like, even the people that would be high power on the rower might not be as good on their hands where then that allows the people that are better at gymnastics. That's where it shines. So you can gain the time on the row, but then you can lose it on the handstand where they might lose a little bit on the row, but can get it on the handstand. So, I mean, I Mm -hmm. think it's, just uh, I think they're pretty well-rounded and a good variety and it's testing literally everything. So I think it's kind of cool. And I think it's cool to see that they're actually bringing in some heavier weights than what they've done in the years past of keeping it at 115 or 95, where you actually are seeing some weight of like, okay, let's see how you're cycling 185. Okay, let's see how you are with 55 clean and jerks at 225. So I think they're definitely yeah. doing a good job with putting that to the test. And I think it just kind of has me excited looking forward to the games of what they're going to kind of bring this year and the variation it will be from the years past when dave's done it
1: yeah have you guys um do you guys plan to do any produced documentation of last chance like will fans uh, get to see these yeah people do these i would podcasts? have seen yeah yeah that's what i want
2: <laughs> i know I, I believe so i know chris is putting everything together and is filming all of it so what Good. that turns into Mm -hmm. I have no clue. Uh, I'm never in discussion with any of that, but I would assume most of it because there are four people literally doing it at the gym that there'll be some documentation as to what is kind of unfolding and what's going on. Because I know he interviewed me a little bit about it yesterday, but there's a lot of times we'll interview and sit down and talk and then I never have a clue what happens to that stuff. But so who knows? (laughs) Hopefully something great is going to come out of it.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I'm, I'm frustrated that we can't see it, you know, especially because yeah. these workouts are very intriguing to me yeah. and uh, and I think to most fans of the sport. So hopefully we get to see some of them being executed.
2: Yeah, I think I think everybody will when it's what it's all said done five o'clock when it's all yeah. done and submission. So, I mean, it might not be live, but it can definitely be um, behind that cutoff time of when they actually need to submit it. Yeah for sure.
1: Um, So talking about games prep a little bit, do you guys do a lot of sort of trying to predict things? Like, do you look at the whole season, open quarters, last chance semis and think like, okay, well we didn't see this or we're going to see this. Yeah. Um, How does that work?
2: I, I personally don't. That's, I always let that be between all the coaches, let them figure that out. That's, I feel like kind of not my job. And I think trying to figure out like with Dave, you kind of had some ideas about how things would kind of be just based off mm-hmm. of his background, what he kind of liked to do. Um, but now that someone different is programming it, you really have no clue what it's going to be like. Um, mm-hmm. so I think is that trying- exciting?
1: Is that exciting for you? Like, are you excited about that? You've done this so long yeah. and sort of, it, it's almost as if you just kind of show up and do your thing. Like, Oh, here we are again. We're at the games. Yeah. You know, does this add a little bit of, maybe like excitement or newness to the experience for you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be something exciting and new. I mean, I think Dave's done an incredible job with what he's done to the sport and I think creating it to what it is now. And I think it's pretty cool to see what's going to come next. Um, I mean, I think the sport still has a long way to come and grow in a lot of other areas, but I think they're hopefully doing the things that are going to benefit it for us as athletes and as a sport. But yeah, I would say I'm pretty excited about what it's going to be, but I'm also excited because I'm just, I'm ready to compete. So I think regardless if Dave's doing it, if Adrian's doing it, if Justin Berg's it, like whoever's doing it, I think we all just want to be there and compete against each other. And at the end of the day, that's what I think I'm most looking forward to.
0: So Travis, I talked to you right after event one at Granite. Yep. And you seemed a little bit salty about being in the second heat.
2: Uh. I, I, you know what's funny is I think that was a great thing to happen. Uh,
0: You came out on fire in those first two events.
2: Yeah, I mean, did that have something to do with (laughs) it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think you're kind of shooting a dart, a dart in the blank or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, (laughs) Terrible with how the explanation that just went. But I felt like being in the second heat, you don't know what the third heat's going to do, and Usually in the years past, I've always had a pretty good open or quarterfinal that I've allowed to be in the final heat and never really thought about it. And then I think it was about a week before, granted, I was like, wait, I'm probably not going to be in the final heat because um, I got a major penalty on the pistol one. So then it bumped me back like 35 spots from where I was originally. And I was like, OK, so I was like, well, this would be interesting. And then I was like, well, maybe not. Maybe I'll shuffle since I've done well there in the past. Maybe I'll get like a buy or something. And then when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is definitely not. We're going to be in the second heat. <laughs> um, so I think it just makes – I think it almost helped me kind of start out that way was because I had nothing to hold back from. Like it was like, like if I'm in the final heat, you can see exactly where – someone who's probably putting up the fastest time, where that's going to kind of be and what that looks like. Where when I already knew the first time from that first heat, like you can just hear it, I was like, okay, well – when I did a variation of this in testing, I was faster than that. So I should be faster than this when I do it. So now it's being the game of how much harder do you have to really dig in to push that? And now just go execute. Don't think, just run your race, put your blinders on and go out there and execute. And I think for those first two events, that's exactly what I did of not getting caught up in what everybody else did. And I think it kind of worked out and panned out the way we were kind of hoping for.
0: Did it make the lift easier not knowing? Cause last uh, year at Matt, like, like finals, everybody yeah. was jockeying. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then this year you don't know cause you're in the second heat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think you could. So for this complex, you kind of had a gauge of where most people were going to be at. Um, just looking at all the other semis of kind of like what people have done, the weights they lifted. And so me and Max actually had a pretty long discussion about it beforehand, which usually we don't, it would be just like, okay, you're gonna make that call. This is what it is, okay, here we're going. Um, But I was like, I wanted to go like 310, 325 or 330, and then potentially 340 or 45. And he's like, I just don't think that final one is worth it. And I was like, okay, so then what do you think? And then needless to say, we ended up at the 335 being the final one we went with. And I think it was the right call just because of that. If I did miss the jerk, it would have put me at like a 10th place finish on that versus a third um, because so many people did end up tying with 325 or 335 that I think we just made the right call in that moment of just getting two solid back-to-back finishes from event one and event two versus taking the risk and shooting for 345. And I knew I wouldn't miss the cleans or the front squats, but there was like a small possibility I could miss the jerk. And I was like, it's not worth taking that risk right now where we just want to be consistent. and I think we kind of made that happen because I remember I hit 325 and it felt really easy and I looked up at him and he was like, no and I was like okay, so I just kind of like <laughs> back out and then I was like all right we'll go back to 335
0: <laughs> yeah because nobody Dude. was going to catch Anthony Davis
2: yeah, I mean we all knew that I think even going into <clears throat> that event that we'll just let him do his own <laughs> lift and then everybody else will watch <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: That's funny. You mentioned uh, last time we talked to after Rogue that you you put yourself in a, like a social media hiatus yep. during events and things. You're not leaderboarding. Did that did that carry through to this? Semifinal? Yeah, so I've
2: pretty much kind of I'd say for the most part gotten off of most of that, except when I need to make a post, um, mm-hmm. I usually will post and then I just try to stay off of it. Um, I think it just cause, for me causes too many distractions and a waste of time. To be honest, like there was times I would sit there. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm literally just scrolling through nothing. Like, and it's just, but that stuff is getting in the subconscious. And I think then it would start to creep into my head or whatever it was. So same Mm -hmm. thing at Granite, we know social media or if it was, it was specifically sponsor or just post related. And then for leaderboard, that was all max. I think I asked him one time after event, the wall ball one, I was like, okay, well, what just happened? What does that look like and he goes sixth and then that was the end of it um and so then that after that i don't really need to know i don't need to know what the points are i just knew at that point i need to execute on the final few workouts remaining but yeah something that i've carried over into i feel like all the events now that just helps me stay in a better headspace mentally for myself
0: well speaking of social media you've went viral recently with a statement that you made on a ttt video
2: Oh, uh, I did. You did. <laughs> oh, okay. And
0: <clears throat> um, about the muscle up standard.
2: Oh yeah. What what happened? And, <laughs> and you talking about what's
1: the virus? Yeah. What, what happened here? <laughs>
0: so um, I don't know. Andrew Hiller was in our comment section. If he's still there, um, he has brought it up several times on his show.
2: Yeah.
0: About you, you're mu- talking about how good your muscle ups are how clean well, they are, how,
2: oh, okay, was like, and oh, that, how, good how do
0: you, and then how do you wrestle with, but you're slower because you're actually reaching full extension. What does that mean for your competition?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's right. So the muscle up, I feel like for me has always been something of trying to improve. And then early on in my career, like that would be a workout that would cause me to like really force not getting no reps or stuff. And then I used to kind of do that, like fall away fast. And it just, I started getting no rep for it. And I remember Max and I were like, look, we got to figure out a better solution for this. So then we ended up doing more structured and changed the kind of the way I did it of pausing. And I think from keeping the reps looking clean and crisp like that, it's fine. But I also think it's fatiguing to a degree. And so then I think it was the other day I finished something with 30 muscle ups in it. And I was like, man, like, what is like, how is this happening that I'm just losing this much time? So I was like, well, I'm gonna go back and just watch. So I watched, I think it was like three or four events that have happened over the course of the last five years of when they've had big sets of muscle ups and just watched. And I'm like, everybody's literally falling away just at the same time as it's happening. But I also think you float that line of, in every movement for most people of like, what's my judge going to give me, right? Mm -hmm. Like to a degree you're on that line somewhere. Um, And that's just part of it because sometimes you can get away with it. Sometimes you can't, but I think when it's, when I'm trying to figure out a way to get better at them and I'm like, I don't know if that's what it is, is I just need to literally get off the rings faster. So I'm not as long up there, then it's just something I have to work on. But at the end of the day, it's still, we've created a new structure. I think that allows me to keep the speed of everything up faster. with still keeping a good lockout. And that's ultimately what I'm striving to do is keep a good kind of consistent pattern across the board with it. So, but that's cool. It went viral. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think it's just part of it, right? I think for most people, like you don't really get positive reinforcement from Hiller, at least from most things that I've ever seen or heard from him Um, from other people is that, which I think is also good. Like these things need to have light shined on them and it's not HQ just taking him out and saying his word isn't good anymore. Cause he's not tied to anybody. Um, right. I think most people when they are, it's those guys, those ties are cut and those people are gone and you don't hear from them again. Um,
1: I so think, I-, I think Andrew speaks what we all are thinking and he's
2: yeah. just unafraid. And, 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 I, and I, I think it sucks it. for some of the people that it happens to, um, because, I mean, being in that situation is never a fun thing. And it definitely puts a lot of more eyes on you. But I also think you need to hold up a standard and fight for it. Um, right. But I also think the same thing goes true at even at Granite. Like we were doing the single arm dumbbell overhead squats. And I got a ton of no reps. And then I went back and watched the footage when I got back home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm still way deeper. But these other people are getting away with – way shallower of squats and those reps are counting like there has to be some line of like how you're making it more of a consistent basis but i think that's just yeah it's going to take time as the sport continues to evolve and i mean most of the people judging are volunteers right like it's just which is great that they're wanting to help out but i'm like you don't understand that this is what provides my family like and what yeah i get you're trying to hold the standard but if none of your peers are holding a standard that's a very hard thing to see and witness when it's like no rep, no rep, no rep. And I was like, okay. Cause usually after I get one, it's corrected. Like if I get one, I fix it very quick. And then it was another one. And I was like, okay. Then he gave me another one and I was like, okay, I'm not really sure what just happened here, but (laughs) now I really have to like change the way I'm squatting. I'm having to really fight against it. And then it just kind of spiraled down from there. But I think it's also, it exposed some things that I actually came back, worked on, changed the way I overhead squatted to make sure that that didn't happen just so it is more clear. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting how it's kind of grown to what it is now, but hopefully they'll become more of a consistent standard or just not put those movements that you think are so subjective or so close to judge, just not even in. Um, yeah, And then that way you don't even have that kind of question where like if my femur is long versus someone's torso and it doesn't look like the hip crease is actually below parallel. And if the judge is watching straight on versus actually at like a 90 degree angle, you can't see if I break parallel looking straight on that just that's right. can't. Um, so you have to like all those little things, which take time of coaching and experiencing it and seeing it. You have to do that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: and Max is very involved with that too. I mean, he's been talking <clears throat> about judging for quite a bit now. Max and I actually talked about 3 years ago, maybe even 4 years ago now about I was trying to offer my services as a judge yeah. for for like qualifying videos because I was doing online judging for for the open and things and I was seeing things, you know, that I didn't think were going to pass muster and he and I were back and forth trying to figure out like how that could work. You know, could you yeah. hire a coach or a judge rather to come to your facility and like sort of almost guarantee you that when it goes to HQ, like you're going to be you're, Those are clean reps, you know, versus just having yeah. like somebody at your gym do it. So I know that yeah. Max has been conscientious well, that's about also for a long time.
2: frustrating too, right? Like I'm an affiliate owner. I have been for almost 10 years. Um, everybody in my gym certified. We all take our judges course. We all do everything that CrossFit fit once. And then right You're taking all of my judges and everybody inside my gym's credibility out the door. And you're saying that the only video that I submit now you're in charge of when you have no on-person insight view of what that actually standard looks like. But, hey, let's go to the games where it really is a big deal. And if I have raw footage of someone in the fans literally filming that workout and it's clearly the judge's fault of, like, what's happening – and then if I was to take them that video, no, 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 no. We can't look at a video like that, but we can mm-hmm. go online and take away all your video. Like that just, it's hypocritical. It's not It's yeah. not a fair standard that you're like, I pay all my dues. I do everything that HQ asks. We follow a standard. If we don't see that the standard's met, okay, then that's a no rep. And I get it like to a degree. Like, yes, yeah, some people I believe can definitely run away with that and <laughs> get carried yeah. away and literally like <laughs> – here's my shoulder overhead is doing this. And like, you're never actually getting lockout. up. I understand that, but it's just little things where I'm like, okay, so I got a minute and 20 second penalty for no reps. And I'm like, okay, where is that justified? Like, how are the reps actually broken down to this? Like there needs to be a more systematic way of how that stuff's going to be applied. And it needs to just come out at the beginning. Like if you have 20 no reps on your pistol. Sure. That's what it is. Okay. This accumulates to 22 seconds where like, okay, how did we get a minute 20? Now add on to my time of like, where I know someone that got more no reps, but less time. I'm like, okay, so how's this justified? And it's not worth even trying to go to them and figure it out. But I think there needs to be a better way about that. Um, And I I hope it will happen, but I don't think it's happening anytime soon
1: the problem with that too, when you're looking at something online, um, and I, I'm, I'm the head judge at master's fitness collective. So that's yeah. a, that's a master's competition in Fort Wayne every year. And we just had an online qualifier. So I had to review, uh, three, 3,300 videos essentially. Yeah. And you're doing, you know, wall balls and there's a hundred wall balls in the workout. Well, if all a hundred wall balls are not at, up to standard because of what you're seeing, it's like, is it fair to just invalidate the video? Is it fair to give them, you know, a hundred reps? Because if I were there in person and I no rep them the first time, chances are they're going to fix it and, you know, and do it correctly. It's very hard to sort of figure out like what is fair and, you know, what's an appropriate penalty. And we ended up just doing like percentages of scores. You know, if all 100 looked the same and to me they were not within standard, we just sort of took a percentage of your score and said that was your penalty instead of just, you know, we would have had to eliminate hundred people you know, from the competition because they all didn't yeah. look that. And great. I mean, but that's
2: yeah, that's super part hard of it. to do. Um, and I think that's something as a sport you have to start to figure out. And if that means you don't do online qualifiers, you don't do online qualifiers, and you somehow right. earn another spot to get in, I mean, I don't know how that would look. And there's so many people now that do this that that would take a lot of effort to do. But I mean, I definitely think there's a way. What that's going to turn into. I'm not really sure, but I think there is a better approach to go about it.
1: Yeah. So speaking of, well, I don't know what we're speaking of. We were speaking of judges, but I'm going to change the subject. Um, how excited are you? And is it official yet that the training think tank's taking a team to the games? Do we know uh, that? Nathan,
2: for- I don't know the answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing is for certain yet. Um,
1: okay. I, at I least, assume everyone from, is at least from what I've
2: heard. Yes. Right. Um from what I've heard is training has semi-started, but nothing's right, official exactly. from HQ. Uh, and okay. at the end of the day, HQ is the one that will be the one signing off on that, on what happens. And all I know is the team above them or second yep. place team failed. Disqualified. Uh, so they got disqualified for that. So I'm I'm assuming right now it would be the appeal process if they're going against it. Um, mm-hmm. And that just takes time. So, sure. At least that's my knowledge. I have no connection with who they've been talking to or knowing what's going on. Um, I just know that essentially in the past, what has happened, if the team above you is failing, <laughs> you're getting in. So right. yeah. The for the most part, that's what I believe is happening. When the official invite is sent out, I don't know, hopefully, in the, next, yeah, hopefully in the next couple of days, because um, I know it's even stressful just not even having that information yet. But Sure, knowing that you're going potentially is pretty exciting. So I'm happy for him.
1: Uh, what a roller coaster, right? Yeah. I mean, super emotional uh, that weekend at Syndicate. You know, when they didn't qualify either, and um, you know they those that's been somewhat of a perennial team at the games as well. So it was hard for me as a fan to see them, you know, not qualify. Yeah, um, I mean, so it's a, it's frustrating
2: because you you know you're tied to these people and you're friends with yeah. them and you're playing with them all the time. That you want them to do well and. It's a lot of stress even just watching from my side to sit there and watch it. But, I mean, you see them pour their heart and soul out into it. And then you see people that are taking drugs and trying to figure out a way around the system. And, I mean, from them to the teams at MAC, I'm like, I don't know if you people just think you're not getting drug tested and they're not actually doing (laughs) something. But, like, whatever you people are taking, you should probably stop because it's literally like – I mean at Mac, I think it was what three teams or something like something ridiculous. I mean it's just bizarre that people are doing this stuff. I'm like, just go work out, man just do it a lot <laughs> work Which, harder yeah work you don't harder. Really take drugs for it
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> we actually have a, a partner it is uh fantasy fitnessing they do our stats um they looked at your, every event you've done since 2020 and broke it down by time domain, by uh, modality, by um, event. And I just want to pull that up. I'm going to share my screen real quick. I'm not as fast at this as Kat is, but.
1: Can you see, can you see us when you share your screen, Scott? I can't. Okay, good. So I'm not the only one it's super scary, Travis, when we go to like this other screen and we just put up what's on our screen and you just hope that everyone else is still on the page. It's something. Fine. All right, here we go. Look up close. So this shows, um, all the competitions you've been in your final rankings, and then it breaks out your average event finish, how many wins you've had. Um, and then it, a really cool part is breaks up some, uh, and we'll give this to you after the, after the interview so you can take a look at it yourself and sort of dig into it a little bit but we've got average event finished by event type and then if you scroll down again do we have the movement stuff the movement there's is really time cool. domain
0: and then here's movement
1: this is so these are different you know different modalities different movements and it ta- it shows your placings in all of the events that contain those components
2: hmm. interesting who did um this? now
1: it doesn't okay oh, this is um Dave and, and Kathleen from Fantasy Fitnessing.
2: Wow. There's a lot of um, stuff to go through.
1: <laughs> the what, yeah. The one thing it doesn't yeah. consider is like what what the movement was paired with. Like so if it was like rowing and handstand pushups one time but it was handstand pushups and GHD sit ups the next time like it doesn't differentiate. It just says if the event had that in it, that's how you did.
2: Got it. Got it. But
1: it's
0: kind of cool. Yeah. Um it kind of like shows thrusters. that you're you know, a really thrusters. good Olympic lifter.
2: Yeah. I like lifting.
0: (laughs) And then I looked at the wall balls because I know you're kind of known for that. I think it's the last one.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I'd say so. 13th, 10th, second,
2: fifth,
0: and 18th. Yeah. The only one I was concerned with is the granite games, which I witnessed in person.
2: Yeah. You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) You and probably every other person in the world. Uh, that on that event man the amount of texts and things after that what happened are you okay blah 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 um yeah i mean more or less yeah things happen um if you would have showed me out of all the tests which ones i thought i probably would have done the best on i would have given you that one um i think it literally just kind of started a little spiral effect after the no reps on the overhead squat so it was like smooth through the first set right to the GHD, then back. And then when I got to the dumbbell overhead squats, I mean, it was probably another 15, no reps. And when you're doing that two, two and a half seconds of rep, you're like another 30, 40 seconds. And then it's not just that it's now psychologically the effects of how frustrating that is of I'm changing the position. I want you to move because you're watching from a bad angle. You're still giving me no reps. I'm not sure what you're giving me no reps for. And then just at that point it's hard um, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I got out of my own lane and kind of like frustrated with the whole thing. Cause it definitely did. And so then you're setting it down you're taking a break when you don't really need the break, but you're just trying to make sure that the rep is good. So then you're pausing more at the top so that he's good with the rep. And I think those kind of things really go into it a lot more. So then now I'm going into the next set of wall balls, trying to clear my head, get into it, better rhythm kind of get into it then it just then it's hard and it's kind of spirals out of that um and so it's just being able to learn how to snap out of that and keep going and continue on so yeah i definitely was a little unexpected with the placement as that as well but i also think i still kind of kept fighting and for me that was the bigger win of not taking like a 20th on it and being able to still take a 13th which in the grand scheme of things wasn't Terrible, um, but it definitely wasn't something I wanted to execute that way by any means.
0: Well, you're, pretty, oh, go ahead.
1: You're a pretty good mover. And so was that the first time that you've really gotten sort of stumped by a judge? Uh, it, like in your career? Much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before oh. I've had random things that something of I just I don't understand what they're wanting. Um, mm-hmm. This, I think, is just it's a movement that it's hard for everybody to get close to already yeah. like with depth if you have people even bottoming out in the bottom of the squat it's still a hard movement to look like they're below parallel then you give it to people that aren't sure if it's below parallel or not then you let them watch them straight on they're gonna say no um yeah and so i think it's one of those things and then you watch back and you see other people that aren't even close to parallel and they're getting the rep and i'm like okay so there's the discrepancy um mm-hmm. but yeah it's definitely probably one of the few times where it's been, like, a repetitive, like, no, 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 where I'm like, uh, okay. Cause yeah. It's and just, I guess like, usually you fix, like, if you're gonna tell right. me no, I'm gonna fix whatever that is. Um, but it when it was literally the first three reps, I was like, okay, um, I'm not really sure what, what I'm doing or what you're wanting. But like, my body can't go deeper in a squat, like. But sometimes when you go to your toes, it looks like your hip and knee Mm. are still in line. I mean, and then whatever you want to say at that point. So,
1: yeah, I think my point with that was just that it's not something that you're accustomed to experiencing. Right. And so if you don't have a lot of quote unquote reps at that experience, it is going to be frustrating for you. Yeah, I mean, we practice
2: a lot of it, honestly, at the gym. Uh, Max will sit there and randomly like you could be finishing the set and literally just finish the workout and he's like the last three didn't count. And then you just have to hop back up, finish it or whatever it is. So we try to prepare for it as much as we can. Um, but same concept, right? You would make the adjustment and fix whatever he's wanting. And sometimes he'll just know rep you just for the sake of it, of you not actually yeah. even doing anything wrong. And it could have been the best looking rep if he's ever seen. But sometimes that's just something we try to do and hold the standard of it. it's like, you get so used to win your own gym that you count literally everything that it's always good. Or like you slightly fall off the wall in the handstand. Like, well, that's a no rep. Like your foot slightly came off before. Okay. Well now fix that. Um, so we try to have judges for almost everything that we're doing so that at least someone's no repping you and holding you to a little bit higher standard than what you would think.
0: Yeah. So that brings up a couple questions for one. If I thought you were salty after event one, I was not talking to you after event three.
2: Yeah, no, I wasn't talking <laughs> after event three at that point. I just kind of went, cooled down, got my stuff. Me and Max talked for a little bit. And then at that point I was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's nothing to talk about. It's done. Um, and I think it's that's something that I felt like for me was a good bounce back was to come back to that event four and then take a second on was a good way to kind of recover from that and not dwell on it and – just kind of show that the mental aspect of things that I've been working on have been paying off, and that's what I'm excited to kind of put to the test in Madison.
0: So I wanted to to talk about the training camps that Training Think Tank has been doing, mm-hmm. where and they they're preaching it where they, they talk about no repping you on purpose, yeah, uh, in the videos. And how much good does going through those camps do for you guys before you go to the event? And how much fun is it? when you're, it kind of breaks up the traditional training day.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. Uh, it's always an enjoyable time when you have more athletes that get there, but at the same time, there's always really good athletes that are always there. like anytime you're at the gym, there's somebody that could probably beat you at something. So you're always having to show up and perform on every single thing. So I think it's always fun when you can, when Noah comes up and all these other people come at it from out of town and want to do these different tests that you get to do. And I think for the game's sake, it's always fun because it's all the random weird stuff. And for me, that's like the fun, enjoyable stuff that you get to train. And this is what I want to do is the games type training, the strong man, the yokes, the farmers carry the field sessions, the sprint work. Like that's all the fun stuff. Um, where yes, I love CrossFit, but I really like when we get to get outside the traditional gym and put the like fitness to the test doing random weird stuff. Um, what was your other question about the camps?
0: I think you answered both. <laughs> okay.
2: Answered, I was yeah. like, did I answer them yeah. both? I was like, I think and I then, then my, my last
0: it. piece for that, and I'll let cat ask a couple questions, but the promo that you and Alexis did for the program. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh. It, I like,
2: Chris I've seen it eight out.
0: times and I'm still laughing. Man, so
2: he comes out and just, he's like, Hey, can I use your five minutes? I'm like, sure. I got to coach in literally like a couple minutes. Sure. What do you want to do? And he's like, all right, I want you to say this. And I was like, what? And I was like, all right. And so then it's more or less like we would start joking and then he takes that footage and then we kind of just play around with it. He's like, all right, I want you to do that again, but act this way and do this. I mean, he's like, no, but you said it wrong. say it this way. And I'm like, what does it matter? Just let us go through with it. Uh, but no, he's very good at just on the spot. He has these random weird things sometimes he likes to do, but I always get a kick out of like, we created a uh, a Power Rangers video back in Madison a few years ago. And I mean, like when we were at Madison and it's hysterical. Um, <laughs> like he created little theme songs, added, I mean, just way over the top. And I remember when we were there filming, I was like, we were spending way too much time trying to create this Power Rangers video. Then we should be like focusing on like, in two days I'm literally about to compete, but it, it was awesome. I mean he's he's good at creating those things and making it lighthearted and fun.
1: Is that video available for public consumption somewhere? Oh, or sure.
2: I mean yeah. it's okay. gotta be on somewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll effort Travis
2: Mayer, Power yeah. Rangers, I yeah, mean, I really don't even know what it's called. I mean, I can ask him because <laughs> he always references it and he's like, We gotta do another one. Uh, so Travis,
1: I'm known as the grammar police on the, on the show, well, grammar police slash not, uh, pronunciation, Nazi, all those things. And I was actually the jerk that commented on one of your videos where the word athlete was spelled incorrectly oh, on nice. the little thumbnail where you and Alexis were doing your thing. And it said like athlete something, but athlete was spelled like A T E L T E or something.
2: posted. Oh, so that's yeah. not me. Yeah, that's them. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like – I mean, straight- it would probably
2: be me. That's definitely not my uh, strong suit, and I never have been known for that at all. I'll always look at my wife, and I'm like, is this right? And she's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, let me fix this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's just not school and all that. Nah, not my jam. The,
1: con- the <laughs> content's been really good lately. I've, I've been yeah. enjoying it for sure. And hopefully it ramps up You know, as the games come close. Wanted to talk a little bit about logistics for the game. So what is your plan in terms of like getting there, being there, staying there? What do you, when yeah, do you leave? Yeah, so we found
2: a good hotel that we kind of liked last year. Um, the okay. Airbnbs are just ridiculous right now. People just are upcharging so much for something that's not that nice of what yeah. they're wanting for it. Um, so last year we found a good hotel that has kitchen, everything you pretty much need. Um, so I think, the check-in this year is Sunday, which is earlier than what it usually is. So oh, I'll yeah. be out actually on um, Friday. And so then I'll pretty much Friday afternoon. So I'll be there Saturday and then we check in Sunday.
1: So you'll be there like a full 10 days, if not longer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And do you stay, who do you stay with? Does the family come out with you or you just, are you and Max bunking together?
2: Uh, I mean, my wife hasn't been since 2014 okay just since the like i mean the more kids you keep adding the harder it is to <laughs> get someone to watch four kids and then we have two puppies and i mean it's just not it's yeah, just it's, it's, hard. always, it's harder to get someone to watch them versus her just being like i mean i'll just stay home um
1: i got news for you just the dogs are a pain in the ass my husband yeah. and i just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary oh, and we have exactly. three dogs Thank you. Three dogs and two kids there. one One's in college and one's just about to graduate. And he said, you know, let's get away for a couple of days. And I was like, how are we going to do that? Like, yeah. We can't do that. I can leave for a couple of days.
2: He yeah. can leave you for do, a couple
1: of days, but the two of can us cannot like in, leave together.
2: Uh, like in Rocky 4, just get that robot that clearly was watching <laughs> his kid while she was in Russia. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, right. Between the dogs I mean, yeah. and <laughs> the teenagers. It's hard. Really hard. What do you yeah. think about, like, the fronings camping during the games like could you imagine doing something like that like yeah i mean I, where you're so relaxed that you can camp during i the mean games? it's
2: i think it's uh you have everything and i think what most people don't realize is how nice those rvs actually are um mm-hmm. even when i was so when i grew up we i worked as a pro motocross mechanic and so we got to travel in rvs like that and okay. they're nice uh so you're not living like a slump life like being in these rvs and everybody's like ah he's over there in the rv i'm like that's probably a very nice rv he has a full kitchen stove bathrooms showers everything he needs and then all he has to do is walk out walk five minutes to the venue and he's there um so yeah (laughs) i get it it's some of those things are so nice you walk in and it's like a little mini house um so i get it i think if you're that comfortable and i mean i just like sometimes that the generator would go out the ac would stop working that would be the thing that would drive me nuts more than Mm. anything the maintenance yeah sometimes like if something happens and it always does um it's much better just being in a hotel or something else where they're fixing it you don't have to worry about it
1: yeah so being being in this game for as long as you have travis you're 31 years old now yep 31 how much longer are you going to be pursuing this as an individual? Do you think?
2: Uh, I think whenever I'm ready, whenever my body tells me I'm done and whenever my mind says I'm out of it. Um, I think the fact that I've continued to keep making it year after year and since 2013 and no one else this year made it from 2013, it's just kind of showing what's happening and it's kind of turning over into a younger group of guys, which is completely understandable, but I mean, the fact that I feel more confident, I feel fitter than I probably ever have, that I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet for any of that. So I honestly haven't really thought about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if it takes away from family and different things like that, then that's when I'll probably start to really look at everything. But right now with our schedules and how we have everything kind of panned out and how it works, um, yeah, I still got a few years.
1: If Rich Mm -hmm. Froning called you and asked you to be on his team, would you go and be on his team?
2: No. No. I'm just no, I'm not there yet. I mean I had I I think team's fun. And I first off thanks Rich if you did ask, but I want <laughs> um, right. or um, I just I don't I don't think I'm ready for the team thing yet. I like I was talking to Alexis about this the other day of just I like all the pressure being on myself and I have to rise to the occasion and execute and do it on me and I don't want that to have to translate over into a team. If the frustration of someone messed up or I messed up, then I let everybody else down. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, I've always enjoyed the individual sports and that side of things. And I think for now, the individuals, the route I'm going to stay on.
0: (laughs) So I have a couple of quickies here. You, you're an eight times games competitor. That is in the upper pantheon of athletes who have competed in these games. Do you ever think about that? Your legacy that way? No, no,
2: not really. I mean, I think I just look at it as each year I'm striving to give my best and try to do better than the year before and keep continuing to like, even show my kids that no matter what you want to do, just keep chasing after your dreams until you accomplish it. And if that happens or it doesn't happen, don't give up on it. And I think, hopefully there will be some legacy that's left that will be enjoyed and that people can kind of just know of like, he stuck with it. He trained hard. He was smart with how he did everything. And, but at the end of the day, I'm not really too concerned or thinking about that right now.
0: Do you ever Google yourself? No, So <laughs> I, I ask that because, you know, we do research on you before we do these.
2: I do know there's an Olympic skier because people have told me that. So there's yeah, a, that's what I, I was going to show. I was an Olympic skier before.
0: He knew. show um, our audience.
1: That means you can get the tattoo, Trav.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's what that means.
1: Get the rings.
0: So there it is. Yeah, it is with funny. your picture.
2: Oh, wow. It even says it over there. Oh, oh, Western yeah. New York. Yep. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Yep. Nope. And I'm not 40. You
0: You won a silver medal.
2: <laughs> wow. I'll take February
1: 22nd. Is that your birthday? Oh. February 22nd?
2: Nope. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. I wonder that's how I crazy. need to change that Google.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure so, CrossFit can hey, change was, it for you. CrossFit, see if they can fix yeah, it. Just okay. send them an email. So <laughs> with <laughs> the, the whole Trevor, <laughs> the, the whole Trevor thing, things like that. How comical does that get? And no. when you come home and your your own kids are holding up "way to go, Trevor" signs.
2: Yeah, you got Trevor. You got Tina. You got Timmy the Tool Man. You got—I mean, there's all of them. Max comes up with these ridiculous names all the time, um, but at the end of the day, it's just—it's funny. Uh, when it actually started getting to where people were calling me like Trevor and like not sure like what the difference actually is I was like okay like we need to stop (laughs) the thing of like no that's not actually my name Um, it's just kind of more of the joke of the alter ego inside the gym walls but when people were like I would be like running by like let's go Trevor I want to be like yeah name's still Travis and just like (laughs) like, (laughs) I get it though Uh, and it's all fun I mean I understand the concept of what He's referring to, but now Travis is the one that shows up, and he's the one that executes. So it was good I fun for it. a while, and we still he still jokes about it all the time. So,
0: listen, Scott called you Meyer the first time we were on here. Yes,
2: he uh, did. Travis <laughs> Meyer. Oh God, it was the Oscar Meyer truck. Screwed me up. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Spelt the Man. same way, so it really messed me up. And I'm like, come on, May or Meyer. Yeah. Okay. All right,
1: so, I've got a deep one. I've got a deep one to close out the show here. Um, I have,
0: and I have one fun one just to finish. Well, you, you can you, go first. Okay. You, yeah.
1: Let's go. Let's I'll go. Um, what are you still learning from Max after all this time? Like, what do you need him for?
2: Everything. <laughs> still. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's literally like a brother to me. I mean, like we've, grown to be very close friends and we hang out we golf a lot on the side like we still hang out kind of all the time when it's not just training to it's important but i mean i still think everything And i think because he's constantly learning and evolving as a coach that he's always learning something new that it's not that he's set in stone in his ways of it's just this and that's the only way to do it where he's trying to find new movement patterns he's trying to bring on new coaches that have different ideas and methodologies that he wants to learn and grow from. So I think it's constantly every year we've done different progressions. We've done different scenarios of how we want to execute. And if that's bringing on different coaches for different things, then that's kind of it. But he's always, he's always been learning. So I think it's always forced me to continue to always learn because everything we're always doing is something new than what I'm used to.
1: Okay. And then what do you think you teach Max? Because I'm sure there's got to be some symbiotic relationship there where he's learning from you. If we asked yeah, him, what he learned from Cover of
2: just thinking that. I mean, I remember even when I first told him that we are pregnant, uh, that he was like, uh, "Your athletic career might be going like just down a little bit because you're going to be like taken away from like the actual sport." And I think he's learned to know over the years that that is not the case. Uh, <laughs> that the more kids, the better. Better I'm getting and stronger I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, thanks but, for, no, I, that for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just need to come to my gym and train you'll be fine you're right um uh, <laughs> uh, no i mean i think what i've taught him geez i don't know how to be a better golfer so, no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope listening um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just we're both there for each other and we both want to support each other and everything we're doing from him as a coach and his whole organization. And even when it comes down to discussions with athletes and different things, I it's fun to chime in and talk about. And I think since I've been with him, like the whole inception of TTT was created and just to see how the whole organization has changed and being part of that and how it's cultivated is pretty fun to be with. And I think... I've added some fun time with that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't really know. I think we both teach each other a lot of things. And what he thinks I teach him is probably different than what I actually probably think. But Yeah, uh, we'll have
1: to have him on and ask him. will have to
2: have him, yeah. Let him without, giving,
1: without giving away too much, um, Max was talking to me years ago about sort of the long-term plans for training Think Tank and some of the bigger ideas um, around the facilities and things like that. Are those things still sort of in the works?
2: Yeah, they're kind of always in the works constantly. Um, Like we're both, like he's inside my gym. So like the lease of our own facility and then looking for a facility, we're looking to buy and build. And I -hmm. mean, just the area we're in and in any real estate endeavor right now, it is ridiculous Ridiculous. Um, what they're asking for. And I mean, I would potentially put an offer in on a building the same day, full ask, 30 day, or even like, I think it was ridiculous, something ridiculous. And Mm -hmm. another company came in and offered 200,000 over it and wanted to almost get into a bidding war. And I'm like, look, I'm not doing that because this building's not worth that. Um, But it's just, that's the way it is right now. So I think it's trying to figure out what the best option is for us going forward and finding a big enough space for both communities to continue to stay. Or if that's him going to a different facility, a little bit further away, whatever it is, but I think we're going to try to do something together, but what that will entail only time will. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah.
0: So my final question, are you ever creeped out at the obsession Sevon has with you?
2: No, not at all. (laughs) Uh, The guy, I love that guy. He always means well, and he's funny. Uh, We've just always hit it off since, I guess it was like 2014. We did a bunch of filming stuff back at the games behind the scenes, and we just kind of hit it off since then. And then he's always just been somebody funny. Like, he definitely gets into his political stuff and his other craziness that he goes on. But at the end of the day, he all means well, and he's funny. He's very talented. Yeah, he's very funny about how he always – throws me in on everything is it'll be like, Oh, and then I love Travis. I'm like, good, good answer. Savon. Love it.
0: You know, that's how, that's how I became a fan of you is oh, through good. the behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Um, when you only had like 6,000 followers and yeah. and he was, you were trying to get in the background of a Brook Wells photo <laughs> and you know, just so you could up your, your game. But yeah. Um, I miss those and I think that that actually has taken away something from the sport because we got to know you guys, uh, in a stressful situation that week yeah, um, being asked questions and uh, and it's cool that he is still obsessed with you and uh, and you've done so well over the years.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: With that, are we, are we good cat?
1: Yeah, I think we're good.
2: Sweet.
0: With that, we'll see you next time, guys.
2: All right. We'll see good you. Good
1: luck at the games, Trav. We'll see you there.